This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take command podcast from Odyssey Sports. Craig Hoffman here, Logan Paulson there. Let's talk about how the defense is affected. So we talk about how the offensive personnel and the personalities and everything on that side of the ball affects it. But ultimately, you're trying to beat specific defenses. You have that Seattle three that comes in, but it's really the Vic Fangio, you know, cover six and and all the different things that he does that puts a a major halt to that offense. Um, And at that point, Sean's in L.A. was the gold standard. He makes the Super Bowl, uh, obviously, that year, even uh, after Fangio kind of puts the template out. Belichick reuses it in the Super Bowl. And they go from the best offense in the sport to start 2017 to limping-ish to the Super Bowl uh, to struggling in a major way the following year. So, how, like, first of all, if, we, if you were to define what Fangio does, not necessarily from a structure standpoint, yeah. but from a more broad, this is what he's trying to stop and this is how he's approaching it standpoint, what did he do that made it so hard for this West Coast based play action offense to operate? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, we could write, we could have like a five hour show on this. Like, that's how detailed well, this that's is. That's what Jordan just did. Yeah. So, like, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, but even that, even that was just an hour. Like, you could probably right. talk about Vic Fangio and his tree. Like, you could do this same show with Vic Fangio and his tree. That's how imp- impactful it is, I think, on the league. So, basically, that the reason I bring up Seattle cover three is because in Seattle cover three, the holes in that defense are the seams, right? So envision right. like receivers running up the hash because basically if you run four verticals, you put that middle player in a bind, right? And he's got to play two, it's a two on one. And so what teams started doing is this, is this match principle. And so what that means is if number two, the second receiver in the slot goes vertical, the hook player has to match that player vertical, right? So it almost plays like man-to-man coverage, right? You get that post player in the middle we run four verticals. The two hook players are going to carry those guys vertical. That affects the outside corners, right? Because if I'm carrying vertical, I lose any any kind of hook coverage that is in that normal zone, right? So if I'm getting a dig, I now have to match it. If I'm getting a slant, I now have to match it. If I'm getting an under, I now have to match it. So that outside corner all of a sudden plays just like man as well, right? So it goes from like this very simplistic, like I went back and watched, like I said, that 2012 season because I'm doing a breakdown for um, command center and the cover three structure. There is so much space at the second level of the defense behind the linebackers and in Mm -hmm. the seams, right? There is so much grass. It's like a, it's like a sphere of 50 yards of grass. And so teams are like, let's get there. And then the defense's response was shoot. How do we cover these spots up? And it ends up being this kind of match principle. 
And so 90% of the time in this mass principle, it's going to look exactly like man. However, when you get some type of, you know, bunches and motions and short motions and crossers, they can now pass them off. And so there is this still zone cover three element, but it's so far bastardized. It doesn't even really look like cover three anymore. And that is one thing that really, really, really messed up Sean's evolution of that offense. And Jordan talked about it in her show. And I think this is brilliant by all these match teams as we talked about it with Matt Ryan too, is it doesn't look like anything. It looks like right. quarters. It looks like six. It looks like three. It can look like cover two, right? It, it can look like whatever you want it to look like, right? You can even motion and they can zone match the motion. So it even looks even more zonish. And then you get in the match principles as you go. So it basically allows you to play a shapeless defense. And the whole thing Sean was doing, right? And he's well known for this is calling the play, getting them lined up quickly, and then telling golf where the ball needs to go. So with match, good luck, bro, because no one knows what's going on <laughs> until you run routes. Because we're we're matching route concepts, right? One goes, two goes vertical, I match it. Two goes out, we exchange whatever the rule is for that specific defense. And now I can't do that anymore. And I think that's where like that is what I thought Jordan did such a good job of in the piece was like I wanted Sean wanted to be innovative, and he was being innovative. He was taking all these really challenging decisions out of the quarterback's hands, which is on this show, we've talked about that a ton. How do you limit tough decisions for the quarterback? Sean was like, let's take them all off his plate. However, when he did that, he kind of took the quarterback's ability to be a quarterback, like play football, you know? And he became that a is, thrower. Yes, yeah. and that is something Sean uh, Kyle has never done. He's always played really sound offensive football and demanded that the quarterback learn and know where the ball should and has to go versus different looks. And, and it's, it's like, I'm going to make a horse, a horseback riding reference here. Okay. So okay. my wife, my wife rides horses. Okay. And when you're coming to the jump, a coach will tell you, Hey, we want the, we want, we want you to get four strides in to the jump. One, two, three, four jump. Right. Cause we don't want to be too far away. We don't want to be too close. However, at the really high levels of jumping, you miss the distance. You don't see four. Maybe it's four, but it's really five. Or you think it's four, but it's actually three. You need the horse to be able to overcome that and make the jump and find the distance themselves. And so I kind of feel like Sean was like, I'm always going to find the distance, always listens to me. And then all of a sudden, when he couldn't see the distance with this match coverage, it totally golf lost the ability to make his own decisions kind of, does that make sense? Yeah. So I want to take a quick step back just Sorry. to explain a couple of things. No, that was great. But just, just to fill in a couple of gaps, right? The way Sean was able to do this. And, and it goes back to a quote that Andrew Whitworth gave uh, in the piece. Andrew Whitworth said, we wanted you to play your perfect defense because then we knew what to do. So if you play that cover three, and you are not matching, right? So, you, you know, we, when that quote happens, it's when they're playing just the basic zone coverages. And it lines up like it is when you play Madden. The little bubbles go back and it's three deep and you got four underneath and you have that 50-yard sphere of grass where you know exactly where the ball needs to be. And so show what Sean would do is use personnels and motions as indicators to say, okay, if I run the tight end across the formation and nobody follows its zone based off the pre-snap alignment and down in distance. Hey, this is cover three. You got your, you got your number two receiver on the whatever route. Right. And he could see that before the snap with basic information gathering based off of personnel alignment, et cetera. 
And because he used very similar personnel all the time, or the one year he used basically exclusively 11 personnel, he knew what defenses were going to do to him because you don't like you have a best solution as a defense and you use it. You don't say, Hey, we have 11 personnel and a tight split. We're going to play cover two this time, cover three next time, cover four next time. You just play cover two or you just play cover three all the time. And if the offense knows that, then they just have to attack where they know the weakness is. Right. Then all of a sudden, when that goes away, because those spheres of grass disappear, now you're in trouble. Now you're in that predicament where you need the quarterback to be able to read what is happening and make decisions. And he does, that's not a skill that he's sharpened because you've given him all the answers. And that's good offense, by the way, to give all the answers, but it does create trickle down of problems. Yeah. And then I guess the question becomes like, what did they do to fix that? And how do, how do you then turn that on its head? And that's the constant evolution of the history of the NFL. Right. Yeah. And, and that's why we go from pass heavy to run heavy because you get super pass heavy teams are like, Oh, defensively, we need lighter personnel. Now offenses are looking at lighter personnel trying to throw on it. Cause that's who they are. Then they're like, wait a second, we can run on this yeah. go back to run defenses thicken up again. And it's this cyclical nature yeah. of personnel, but also of schematics. Well, I think that's a great point. And like Jordan hit this right on the head. Like that's why you bring in Matt Stafford, right? A guy that, you know, he like basically when he was the quarterback, all the play action stuff that had kind of characterized this scheme disappears a little bit. You know, it's not as important. And one of the reasons they do that is because they said, Matt, we want him to see the defense and see the throws and have time to evaluate. Right. So they get in like these super wide splits. They really force the defense even more under more pressure because they get really, really wide. They make you declare your pressures. They make you declare relatively your coverages. And now we got a guy back there who can deal. You know, she alluded to this in in kind of like uh, in Cincinnati as well, Joe Burrow. That's kind of the same structure they play. Kyle, I think, is the is the interesting one because all of this zone match, all of this stuff that's going on, his offense is relatively the same. And what I mean by that, it's it's still super play action heavy, right? There is an element of drop back that's, but it's about the same as it was before, you know. And so he has found a way to kind of keep his system and stress you in a way that these other systems have had to kind of evolve out of. And I think that's really interesting. And that's, that is to me something that I want to go personally and go look at is like, what is he doing that allows him to dissect, dissect match coverage? And he, to be fair, he probably has the best, I mean, outside of Cincinnati, probably the best skill position group of the bunch, right? You got McCaffrey, you got Debo, you got Kittle. And so you can beat, because like I said, match coverage is going to play just like man. And to beat man coverage, you need dudes who can beat man coverage, and he's got them up there. So maybe that's part of it, but yeah, it's it's a that to me is really interesting. Is why has Kyle's offense stayed approximately the same? You know, they, they you can see the relation to 2012. You can see the relation to when he was in Cleveland. You can see the relation when he was in uh, Atlanta, and everyone else has felt like we need to make these drastic changes to this to the structure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, part of it, I think, is something that Matt shared with us, which is how 
he coaches the quarterback to read it. It's like, yeah. who cares if it's cover six, cover two, yeah. cover three, cover right. four? We're going to look in this area of the field and we're going to try to isolate one player. And if this player goes left, we throw right. If he goes right, we throw left. Or if we can get this particular matchup, we trust our one guy to win one-on-one in man coverage. And if he doesn't, then, well, maybe you get to your second read. Maybe you just check it down. Like, they've got answers. And that goes to the thoroughness of Kyle and kind of full circle to where we started, where Kyle always has an answer. And it's just a series of if then statements. It's funny because yeah. every anytime I think like this, I go back to uh middle school and, and uh computer program. <laughs> like that's how computer programs work yeah, on yeah. the basic level. It's like yeah. if this then that, if that then this or and then it's just like this series of if then statements. If it's co- if no one is covered, then two. If two is covered, then three. If yeah. three is covered, then run. Or if yeah. three is covered, then check down. Or if three is covered, then JJ Watt is sitting on top of me. Yeah. Like there, there's just there's only a certain amount of outcomes, and it, it's it's planning and scheming those outcomes. And sometimes it's like you know if one is covered this way, then three you skip two because yeah. you know two right. is also dead. Yeah. If one is covered another way, then two because that should be open. And so it's it's isolating those if then statements without the care that traditionally you have for if cover three, then this, it's just, if this guy is here, then do that. And there were times that Matt said when he was on a couple of weeks ago, like I didn't care what the coverage was. And I still, to this day, don't know, but right. we scored a touchdown because I was able to identify the right area of space to look at. Yeah. And I think you bring up another good point there is like he, Kyle, at least, you know, in the last, last year when we watched the, um, you know, commanders versus the 49ers, like he did such a good job of, of ensuring certain if then statements, if that makes sense. Like he'd get in certain personnel groupings, he'd run the football. His sequence was really good. And I think the other thing I kind of maybe answered my own question is that he's definitely got the best defense of the group, right? So he can kind of lean into that run game a little bit more. It's not this offensive juggernaut, you know, they're, they're great offense. Like, don't get me wrong. Like that offense is fantastic, but it, the margin, the margin for error for the offense is much bigger because the defense is much better. You know, the, the, maybe the best defense in football. So I think kind of to your point to regulate the, if, if then statements, you know, with your personnel, with your sequencing, all that kind of stuff, and then trusting your defense. And he, he said something in the thing, you know, it's like where I ran the ball 45 times in a game. And I, I just knew that I didn't have to stress my quarterback. The offensive line could handle it. The run scheme was where it needed to be. And we won the game 21 to 17. And like, I was totally fine with that. And not, you know, it's crazy. It's none of the other teams that we've talked about can do that. They can't, they can't shift it in a four wheel drive at any point and win a game that way, the way that his team can, which I think is another interesting way to construct the roster. Right. How do you beat cover three match? You run all over it. Yeah. Like go ahead, match this. Yeah, and match when the, you have yeah, match this, that's right. match, match Trent Williams in space. <laughs> hey, your cute DB can read all this stuff yeah. and pass off a route. What happens when Trent Williams is running into his face mask? Yeah. So there's, there's that element. And by the way, he also manipulates space, you know, the spatial Darwinism quote, yeah. you know, he manipulates space by using McCaffrey in 1100 different ways and Debo in 1200 different ways. Yeah. Like that, that also manipulates the space and, you know, when, when you can simplify down as a defense, what you have to prepare for based off situations, then it's a lot easier. Um, when you, and it's like, you know, to go back to your example of the the zone read earlier, right. That RPO type of situation. Okay. Well now we know it's our, if we know it's RPO or we know it's zone read, forget even the RPO, yeah. we know it's zone read, then this tight end is going to come across and try to block me. I scrape over the top, bam, we're covered. Okay, yeah. cool. What happens if 
there's now an RPO limit. Well, then we have this other player that drops off. Well, you don't know it's going to be RPO. Yeah. Like you don't know that till the ball is snapped and the play is under thing or the play is under uh, yeah. underway. So if you based off time score situation, this is why you know, being in, in good down and distance is so important. It, you can come up with a solution for anything in a vacuum, but yeah. these plays don't exist in a vacuum. 100%. And I think that's what makes Kyle so special as a play caller and, and where these other guys have, have shined as well. Like I think McDaniel does a good job yep. of this. I think LaFleur has done a good job of this at times is you just don't know. I mean, Andy Reed and, and what he and Nagy and Bienemy have done. Yeah. Like if you know that silly, you know, pitch uh, play is coming at the goal line where they score on it seven times a year. If you know it's coming, it's not that hard to stop. Right. The problem is you don't know it's coming. And it and, looks and like so other stuff that, in your offense. It looks like, exactly. it, yeah. So, and so the variety and kind of the window dressing and making it simple for your guys, but harder for the others is the magic yeah. and just how they go about performing the magic trick, I think is, is pretty fascinating. Um, there's another element to this of like the human management. I think we, maybe yeah. we can talk about that later in the week. Yeah. We won't uh, wait we too long on that. Sorry, that. But you know, it, no, it's all good. Um, this was all good. We just stayed in kind of the more schematic realm, but there's kind of the human management, which I think is also interesting after watching uh, quarterback on Netflix and watching specifically the relationship between Kevin O'Connell and Kirk cousins. So we'll talk about that later in the week. Um, anything else to tack on to the end of this one before we uh, get to Ross Tucker? Um, I, th I think that's it. I mean, we could talk about this all day, you and I, but I think that was a good kind of summation of our thoughts. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, Ross Tucker's next here on Take Command.